Okay, hello and welcome back to United United. You are listening to episode 46 and it is match day 32 that we are covering in this episode. Myself, Jem, here. Alongside me is Dave. Dave, hello, how are you? Yeah, hi Jem, yeah, I'm doing fair to middling, I'd say. Fair to middling. Yep, I can get on board with that. Um, <laughs> maybe a bit lower than that, actually. But <laughs> Anyway, Dave, let's, let's go to a game. Um, let's start it off, you know, for midweek because we were going to cover the um, the Europa League game, which you were just about to go to after our, our last episode. Mm. Um, massive game for West Ham at the London Stadium. Yep. And you were facing the French team, Lyon. Uh, we were. Respectful team. Um, how, did, how did you get on, Dave? Did you have a good, good, good night out first? Did you have a good meal before the game? Obviously, you're going for a meal before the game. So, I was going for a meal, Jem. Uh, just to say the uh, for all the listeners, um, just to reassure them, the arrangements went okay. I did meet up with uh, Josie, that's uh, my daughter, and her partner Robbie, both West Ham fans, and my son Charlie. So all the various communications via podcast because we don't actually speak to each other in real life. All the communications via podcasts went well, so we managed to meet up. And we went for a meal in Westfield, Gem. Uh, I had a Vietnamese dish, which was very nice nice too. Set us up perfectly. It was a pre-match meal, Gem. Set us up perfectly for the game. Got to the game uh, with about half an hour to go. And uh, the DJ was there, Gem. The DJ was there. And... Not getting much of a reception until he put uh, West Ham a massive on, and then the whole crowd <laughs> erupted. And uh, and then it went from there, Jem. And I've got to say, Jem, as the listeners may know, it was a one-all draw. Mm. And you could say that uh, I might be disappointed with that. You'd be right. I am disappointed with that. <laughs> but it was... Leon are actually not a bad team. They're a pretty well-organised team. I think they made Champions League semi-final a year or two ago. So mm. they're a decent team. And it was, we didn't play that well, Jim, particularly in the first half. Particularly in the first half, we didn't play that well. But then a, a real turning point at the end of the first half where Cresswell got sent off, Jim, and completely unjustly got sent off. Uh, you may have an opinion on that, but he completely unjustly got sent off. Cresswell is one of these players. He's, you know, he's an honest player, Jem. Never do anything dishonest. Mm. He tried to muscle in on the Leon centre forward, who felt the contact and went down. And for some reason, the referee gave a red card. Now, I'll hear your opinion on Cresswell, but I'm going to come on to this referee, Jem, yep. in a minute. But your your thoughts on the Cresswell sending off? Because I know you watch this game as a, as a sort of sort of West Ham fan, Jem. I think you're sort of enjoying the enjoying the. Uh, the run that we're having, yes, definitely, Dave. Like I said to you before, I'm I'm a West Ham fan, um, deep down. <laughs> um, my blood has iron in it, so I'm I'm one of the irons. So, um, yeah, I mean, Crestwell getting sent off. Um, I'll tell you what that is, Dave. You might not agree with me here because it's just called karma. I think uh, people will remember me talking about Crestwell in the previous game against Everton, where. I looked into the rules and, you know, I spoke about Cresswell and how he should have been sent off for two yellows at least. Never mind the assault that um, <laughs> they put on to uh, Richarlison. But um, that is Charleston. Unfortunately, 
That is that is Barney. Uh, last man, uh, clear goal scoring opportunity. Dembele only had to, well, he could have closed his eyes and he probably could have scored from there. So, uh, yeah, definite red card. Uh, that is Craswell for you, idiot, absolute idiot. Well, it's interesting you mentioned Richarlison. Um, I'm just going to say this, and we will come back to this, Jim. The ball juggling Richarlison. I'm sure you were happy for him juggling the ball against your lot the other day on his head five times. I'm sure none of you wanted to kick him into Rosehead. So, uh, interesting that you mentioned Richarlison. But this was unjust, Jem. The, the player was going away from goal. There was no threat. He even winked when Cresswell got sent off. Um, that's the kind of low behaviour that we see from despicable players, Jem, with no morals. Um, I there was a player in the 2006 World Cup that winked, wasn't there, when Rooney got sent off? Can't remember his name. Yeah. Some idiot. Do you remember some idiot winking uh, when Rooney got sent off? Yeah, he's a bit of a criminal, actually. But <laughs> I'm sure that'll come up later as well. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's that was where we were at, Jem. So I, we might have to agree to disagree on Cresswell. But what I will say, Jem, is we actually we that meant we had to sub Ben Rama off um, to reorganise, and we actually then played better because Ben Rama <laughs> had a terrible first half. So really, this was a tactical. A tactical sending off to get Ben Rama substituted. I think Cresswell mm. could see how badly let down he was. He was by Ben Rama in the first half, so he thought, "I know what I'll do. I'll get myself sent off. I'll have to bring another um, left back on, uh, substitute Ben Rama, and that will actually play better." And that's what happened, Jem. What a second half! What yeah. a second half! We actually—you saw it, didn't you? We actually scored. We scored. We <laughs> went ahead. We actually scored a goal, Bowen, from a bit of a scramble, and yeah. we went ahead. And then we tried to soak up the pressure for the next 45 minutes, plus all the time that the referee added on for injury time. And we didn't quite make it, Jem. We, we conceded a goal, but one all, it's a creditable result, Jem, given the circumstances. We've kept, we've kept in the tie. Yep. And so what I can say about that is the treble is still on, Jem. <laughs> the treble is still on. West Ham are absolutely massive everywhere they go, Jem. Mm. Everywhere they go. No one can stop us. And there's nothing anyone can do about that, Jem. There's nothing anyone can do about it. Uh, I do need to actually check that mathematically the treble is still on. I think it probably is. But surely we're not that far behind first place. But anyway, let's say the treble's still on, Jem. The Betway Cup, the Europa League and the Premier League, they're all coming home, Jem. Well, this is this is wonderful to see your confidence again, Dave. Because I, I remember at the start of the season, you know, you were the pessimistic West Ham fan, and that's just a brilliant twenty-second clip from you there um, that we'll be able to come back to at the end of the season and see if it came true. You know, I'm not teasing you or anything. I'm just saying, you know, it's nice to hear you behind your team. It's, it's nice that you've got a team to support, and you know, they're they're doing well, and they're a team that that you can be proud of, Dave. Um, that, that that must be a nice feeling. So it is a nice feeling, Jem. And when I look at the league table, um, just to clarify that, we are um, we're on fifty-one points, and we've got six games to go. So that's what another eighteen. So we can actually get to sixty-nine points, Jem. Right? Okay. Is that, I'm just checking my maths. Is that correct? Eighteen plus fifty-one yeah, yeah, yeah. is sixty-nine. Yep. yep. And Manchester City and Liverpool. Let's see where they are. 73 and 74 points. Jem, the double is still on. (laughs) 
the double is still on, Jem. Uh, and uh, yeah, we're absolutely massive, and no one can stop us. There's nothing anyone can do about it, Jem. The, the double is still on. Well, so that's a bit disappointing for you. Just finding out in the moment that the Premier League title is out of your hands now. It's it's gone. That has just happened. But, I think this weekend. Yeah, like you said to me at the, I think it was the episode before the international break, Dave. I don't care about the Premier League. It's Europa League no. only this season. It is. So. Because, Jem, the dream scenario, right? I think this is right. If Tottenham finish fourth, which it now starts to look like they're going to, because Arteta has been found out to be the fraud that we all know he is. <laughs> if Tottenham finish fourth, and it's only because, it's not because they're great, it's just because all the other teams are terrible around mm. them. But if Tottenham finish fourth and we win the Europa League, I believe we get the Champions League place and Tottenham get bumped into the Europa League. Is that is that right? That's, I think there's something like that, yes. That is, the, that is the dream scenario. The dream scenario. So that would be fantastic. That is what we're aiming for. That would be the ultimate, wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely. Now, Jim, I'm going to come back to the referee. This referee, honestly, it is one of the worst refereeing performances I've seen since... Actually, since the Norwich game. Do you remember I talked about the Norwich game? Was it the Norwich game or the Villa game? The Villa game. I think it was, I think it was Villa, wasn't it? It was the Villa game. The Norwich game was where they were um, wasting time with from the first minute taking goal kicks. Yep. The Villa game was where the players decided that if they went down... Yes. Um, They'd fake the a ref, head injury. Fake a head injury and the ref would stop the game. And that mm. happened six times in the first half in the Villa game. In this game, uh, Leon, same tactics. Same tactics. So... A player would go down and the referee would stop the game. Mm. The player would then get up without the uh, physio coming on and the game would restart with a drop ball. It was a cynical tactic to slow the game down in the first half, Jim, and the referee fell for it. The referee gave an increasingly, a number of increasingly bizarre decisions as the game wore on, culminating in the sending off. But even in the second half, there were some very bizarre decisions that he made. For example, booking Bowen for... I mean, all Bowen did was shove a player in the back and, and push him off the pitch. And that was apparently a booking. Um, and uh, this referee, I've, I've looked, looked him up. His name is Felix Zwayer, mm. Z-W-A-Y-E-R. He is my most frustrating person of this week. Okay. My most Antony annoying person of this week, Jem. He was done for match fixing. He was done for match fixing back in 2005, I think. Uh, he was complicit in a match fixing, match, match fixing scandal where he accepted a bribe, a huge bribe of 300 euros for, um, for his part in the match fixing. I think the referee got that. He was, a, he was a, an assistant referee and uh, probably called a linesman back then, Jem. Yep. But an assistant referee, and he was done for his part in it. He had a six-month ban. And he, um, yeah, that was all then hushed up for several years. He's now, uh, Jen, a VAR referee, which explains quite a lot. I mean, not VAR in the UK, but yeah. VAR. And we know what VAR is like generally across the world, Jem. So that explains a lot. And he's back doing his thing. Um, he sent off the... Dortmund manager in 2016, I think, in a game. Dortmund manager refused to leave, and then the game was suspended. Okay. So this guy's got form, mm. Jem. And, of course, we're not happy. We are not happy with him at yeah. all. So I hope he never referees another game again. 
absolute shambles of a referee. Also, Jem, he's an estate agent. <laughs> <laughs> they call it a real estate agent, but, um, you know, that's Jesse Marsh terminology for estate agent. <laughs> so I'm surprised with a name like Felix that um, Zuma didn't kick him, to be honest. <laughs> oh, well, Zuma and Crestball now, Dave, but yeah. Um, you know, I- it's, it's it's good that you've gone into that much research on this guy because I feel as though we've had you know Man United have had a referee called Felix before and it could be the same person and if it mm. is um, then I completely agree with you because there is a Felix who refs in Europe and I despise the man so if it is the same guy then I'm com- completely on board and I've, I, I, I like I said I watched the game and you know although there was a clear red card from Cresswell. You know, some people might think I'm joking. Some people debatable. Yeah, <laughs> um, he, he was. He was. You know, a shambles. If I come back to that word, he was a shambles. I mean, some of these European referees just can't let a game flow, can they? So, no. yeah, uh, it's a good job he's not going to be there for the second leg, Dave. It is, and he's not there for the second leg. Um, there would be a riot in Leon if he was, and also, Jem. Um, the other thing I wanted to just draw your attention to, or get your opinion on, really, there were a couple of pitch invaders in this game. I don't know if you saw them on the TV, because I know the TV has a habit of cutting away. One of them was fairly innocuous. Stewards took him down. The second one, West Ham, I mean, it was hard enough to get over the halfway line. We were on an attack, Jem. Yep. We are on attack. I think we're outnumbering the opposition. And this idiot yep. decides to jump over the barrier. His mates have even videoed it. So you can see him jumping over the barrier from their point of view. Jumps over the barrier into the penalty box. Game has to be stopped when we're on the attack. Everybody goes bonkers. Um, the crowd go mad. He's he's carted off, and um, as he's carted off behind the goal, the West Ham fans are throwing stuff at him. And the, probably the best object I saw um, a picture of being thrown at him was an air horn. <laughs> <laughs> well, what a thing to throw at somebody! But an air horn was thrown at him, and he was carted off, Jem. I. Um, I just want to get your view on Pitch Invaders because we haven't heard your view on Pitch Invaders for a while. What, what's your thoughts? Well, Dave, I think you should give the, be given the maximum penalty yeah, and the maximum punishment. And, you know, I've spoke about prison before for these 14-year-olds that have been running onto the pitch. I think it should be, more, I think it should be worse than prison, Dave. And I'm going, to, I'm going to say something. This might be quite controversial, but um, brace yourself for this. Yeah. I'm worse ready. than prison. Yeah. Should be forced to watch Man United for the remainder of the season, Old Trafford. Um, it should be given a box with the you know the three three course meal, strapped into his chair, and forced to watch that shambolic football team at Old Trafford for the remainder of the season. I can't his think eyelid, of anymore. His eyelids would need to be propped open, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah, they would. Uh, use some toothpicks, just just to. Top up the punishment, but he's got to for- he's got to be forced to watch Matic and Fred in the field every week from now on. That, that's that, that, I mean, it was stupid from him. Antonio, I could see him chasing him down on the TV. Yeah, and, yeah. Like you said, I, the commentator said he was getting pelted, and actually, one of the commentators was laughing. But um, mm. yeah, idiot, absolute idiot. They're not football fans. They're they're just there. They've had too many beers before the game. Embarrass themselves. Embarrass their families and embarrass the yeah. club. They, you know. It's happened at United. We don't want to be associated with them idiots. Idiots. So, yeah. Um, yeah. 
Shambles, Dave. Well Again. said, Jim. Well said. And you mentioned Antonio there. Uh, had a uh, some contact from a listener, Jim. Mm. You know, we have listeners to this podcast, as, as we, we know. Many of them. 1,500, we think I think. 1,500 listeners or listens. We're not quite sure yeah. which. Uh, We're going to say listeners. Same thing, yeah, anyway. Yeah. yeah, same thing. Yeah. And uh, this particular listener, um, an old friend of ours, Charlie, um, has said we've got we're getting Antonio's name wrong. Okay. Now, it's very similar to a field in Liverpool. He's saying it's not Antonio, <laughs> it's Antonio. Now, now Charlie's a, a school teacher, right? So, if he's teaching a class, this is his point. If he's teaching a class with two or three Tonys mm. in, in the class, I, and I said to him, oh, you know, he said, oh, one of the Tonys um, answered the question, and I said, well, which Tony? He would say he wouldn't say Antony. He would say a Tony. One of the Tonys, a Tony. So he's thinking that Antonio's got his name wrong. It should be Antonio. Yep. So maybe we can start referring to Antonio. Just get get his name grammatically correct and start referring to him as Antonio. That's that's absolutely brilliant. Yep. Um, I can't believe we missed that. So yeah, I know all this time. I'm actually just looking at my calendar now. Unfortunately, I've got a Manchester United calendar, and I can see Anthony Martial. So I guess we've got to call him Antony Martial as well. Then Antony <laughs> Martial. Yeah. That makes sense because he's a Tony Martial. This is a Tony O. So there we go. Really? So okay. that's. We'll that's, have to get used to that, Dave. Yeah. So what, what would we call the um, Anoy Tonio? How would we say that? I, I'm not going to attempt to say that now. I, I did. I did sort of think about this and I thought, actually, it's probably best not to mention it. I should have told you this before we started recording, Jim, because this actually starts then messing with your mind because you can't say Anoy Tony. <laughs> You've got to say a Tonying. It doesn't work. A Tony annoying. Annoying. It just doesn't work. Yep. So we'll just we'll come back to that. Okay. A Tony annoying. A Tony annoying. We have to come back. To, we've got to work on that because that screwed that that screwed that one up, hasn't it? So thanks, Charlie. You really <laughs> brilliant. That screwed up one of our jokes for another really weak joke. Ah, uh, well, my head's scrambled now, so I don't actually know what it is anymore. It was from. Uh, sorry, I just had to cut you off there, Jim. Oh, I cut you off there. There was a call coming in. I think it was from Antonio, but I've uh, cut him off. Okay, yeah. hey, hey, Tonio. I can speak to that Tonio another time. Yeah. There's plenty more Tonys. <laughs> Indeed. So, um, <laughs> that's my. I think that's. I, I'm not going to go on about it anymore, Jim. That, that's all I've got to say about that game. Yep. Where are we going next? Where shall we go? Um, well, I've already started kicking off about my football club. Why don't we go to the... Oh. I've not got much to say about them apart from the, the usual... You know what? In fact, I'm going to change my look on this, actually, because people probably think I'm annoyed and probably um, depressed. I'm going to be really negative. But I'm not going to lie. I actually watched this game in a pub in Stockport with some uh, fellow Man United fans. Yep. Uh was up up to see them. I thought, oh yeah, let's let's watch the game. Well, you know, we're here, we might as well watch the game together. So we did. Um and I mean the result was never in doubt, Dave. I think I predicted two <laughs> one Everton. Everton one nil. Uh after Sean Dice just said he doesn't think Everton can win a game. It was written in the stars for Man United <laughs> to lose this game. It was Honestly, I would have if I if I there was a possibility for me to bet everything I owned on this game, I would have done it because it's just 
it, it was so obvious. We are the softest team I've ever seen. Um, it's, it's just become it's hilarious now, Dave. It's absolutely hilarious. You mentioned Richarlison and him doing keepy uppers with his head. Mm. I was clapping. I was applauding it, Dave. We were all applauding it because you know why? I'm embarrassed for them football players that play for Man U. Them over overpaid idiots, the bunch of idiots that I mentioned in the last episode. I'd be embarrassed if I was them. Millionaires, and they're getting, you know, that that's that's happening to them on the on the pitch. Everton players are running around doing head keepy uppies. I'm <laughs> laughing at them, Dave. This is what they deserve. They're a shambles, every single one of them. I couldn't care less about any of them. Um, they don't care about the club. They don't care about their careers. They don't care about the fans. So every single one of them can be sold in the summer if, that, if, if it was up to me, Dave. I, I couldn't care less. I'd start again. Um, we'll start with the youth team. Idiots. Absolute idiots. It's beyond embarrassing now, Dave. And I'm glad I'm not one of them players. Because I, if I was on that team, I, 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 I would have slapped every single one of them. Every single one of them would have got a slap. Um, but you get Will Smith to do that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, exactly. So I, I watched this game, Jem, with eager anticipation, and I thought, I thought of you. You know the way you talk about your club being a charity club. Yes, Man Charity United. A team needs to win. Who are you going to call? Manchester United. Exactly. Or Manchester United, as you call them. So, you know, it was it was written in the stars, Gem, and it just unfolded exactly as you thought it would. Um, I think um, when I watched, the, you know, the first 10 minutes, I think Maguire, I don't know if you watched, did you watch it? Or did you, could you bear we, to watch it? We, we watched it, we laughed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, you said you were in a pub, weren't you? And the first um, 10 minutes, Maguire passed the ball out for throwing. I don't know if you remember that. He just literally passed the ball out for throwing. Oh, I've seen so many memes in the last few days. Just, I feel sorry for the guy now. And I thought, I thought, well, that's that. Um, that's just summed it up. Yep. Um, but you say, you know, United don't care about the fans. Um, I did read, though, that you, Ronaldo, well, you could argue he cares about the fans, but actually what he offered was a very cruel thing. He, he offered, um, <laughs> I think, an Everton fan to come to a game at Old Trafford. Yes. Um, but this was after a little incident after the game, Jim. I don't know if you want to talk about this incident that's been reported. In fact, in fact the police are involved, I believe. Well, you know, the players coming off the pitch, uh, being booed by their own fans, rightly so. Um, and they come off next to the Everton fans in the far end tunnel because Everton still have these changing rooms at the opposite side of the stadium. You know, it, you know, we need to get over that now. But, um, you know, all the Everton fans have got the phones in in the players' faces and calling them this, that and everything else. Um, you know, the players, they're trained to deal with that, whatever the whatever the is, is being said to them. And uh, Ronaldo's limping off. And he actually slaps his phone, a kid's phone, out of his hand, Dave, as he's trying to get a video of them. Uh, so you could say he's assaulted this kid or he's assaulted this kid's phone. Uh, he smashed the phone. And like you said, yeah, he has invited him to a Man United game but I think the kid's been punished enough don't you <laughs> is he going to be is he going to have to sit in that box with that West Ham fan with his eyelids <laughs> propped open I mean yeah I agree the kid has suffered enough Jem and this is this is assault on a on a minor so yeah Ronaldo will probably end up in jail for that one 
Um, I noticed Prison FC are talking about signing him, so that's an expensive one, and uh, he's got a big. Uh, he's a bit of a diva, so they'll have to be careful. Uh, what he'll, have to, for. he'll have to have a special cell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other thing, Jim, Rashford, United's best player. It's not saying much. Well, Trashford, um, I've got nothing to say about him, Dave, to be honest, because he, he had a header in the first half, which he should have buried. And I've got to say, he's completely lost. And he, he I'd say he's going to be the next Wolf Zahar. Forget Wolf Zahar. He's going to be the next Danny Welbeck. And that's harsh on Danny Welbeck. Because, you know, starts off his career fantastically United and then... <laughs> He ends up at Arsenal, out of all places. That's one of the lowest places you can be. And then it, he's at Brighton now and he scores probably once in every 15 games. And that is Rashford. Trashford, sorry. Mm. Um, uh, I can't stand the guy anymore. I've done, I've done with him, Dave. As a football player, I can't stand him as a football player anymore. And how much did Everton sign Alex Iwobi for? Like 40 million, something like that? Something silly, yeah. Yeah, and and United made him look every worth every penny of that, didn't they? That's, like you said, Dave, that's what we do. We are a charity. We we give them in need a chance. So, well done, Man United. You were they were they were laughed at, Dave, and it, it's humiliating for them mm. because they're they're being laughed at. They're, there was a couple of fans in the pub where we were, you know, getting quite emotional about it. But a few of us are just laughing at them, saying, "Are these are these for real?" Like, Aaron Wan, uh, you know what? This will take me on to my most frustrating person, actually, Dave. Right, go on. Um, it's, it's an old friend of ours, uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Him. And yeah, you're thinking, well, he's not done anything. He's not done yeah. anything. He's gone. He has gone. But I just want to remind people that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was the one who created this team. He signed Aaron Maguire for 80 million. He signed Aaron Wan-Bissaka for 50 million. And honestly, Dave, when I watch football, I'm very uh, emotional most of the time. But this game, I, oh, I didn't... I hadn't, I hadn't noticed that, by the way. <laughs> I'm in my red head, as, as we would say, Dave. But yep. um, this game, I, I felt numb. There was mm. no attraction to it at all. We had a chance, wasn't excited. Everton had a chance, couldn't care less. Um <laughs> The, I'll tell you one thing that did really, really wound me up, though, Dave. Mm. This The one thing that really wound me up in this one game, and people think, well, what's that winding you up for? And it's all his fault. Because he signed Wan-Bissaka, right? And when a football player can't take a good first touch, when no one's pressuring him, <laughs> he can't set up the attack by taking a touch out of his feet and sprinting down the line with the ball, like Trent, like Cancelo, like Walker, like all the... Good fullbacks in in the Premier League. Cresswell, Cresswell, um, that winds me up. And people are like, why, why, why is that winding you up? Because he's a professional footballer, and I'm saying to people, how has he made it? I think it's like one percent of kids in academies get to the professional level. Hmm. How on earth has he made it? Honestly, I'm sorry, Aaron Wambasaka, but it's just not for you, mate. It's done. Uh, even Vieira would be shooting you out if you stayed at Palace so um, I can't I can't believe it honestly Dave and, and, and this is Ollie's fault he signed these mediocre players he signed Dan James mm. Dan James got sold a year later mm. 
Oh, Ollie, what have you done to this club? This is because of Ollie, Dave. You know, there's other people to blame, but no, he's my most frustrating person. But I, 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 you know, yeah, he's done this to me, Dave. So, season's over. Um, end it now if we can. I know we can't, but it's it's just it's, it's beyond me now, Dave. I'm numb, like I said. Yeah, I can hear that, Jim. Um, poor old Ollie, though. I mean, he doesn't deserve that, does he? He he tried his best, didn't he? Come on, lads. He was just trying to get the lads going. Come on, lads. Try hard. All about the DNA. <laughs> Ollie was at the wheel, Jim. He was. He was. I, I blame Rio Ferdinand. <laughs> when he said, write him a blank check. <laughs> well, did. yeah, you know, Rio, Rio could be blamed for for cursing our football club but um but Jim I think we need to as much as United played badly and boy did they play badly I think we need to look at the other team here because you know I've been saying it for a while now what a great team Everton are Michael Keane Jim come on what a performance from him at the back uh fantastic and Ben Godfrey brilliant Jim, we've always said that, haven't we, about Keane and Godfrey? Fantastic players. They were both yeah. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Your mum must be absolutely delighted. There must be. Yeah, I mean, I've been teased all all weekend about yeah, it. Yeah, so. she must have been loving it, loving this result, Jim. Um, and actually, not only a great team, but a great manager, Jim. Ex West Ham, we're loving loving down at uh, London Stadium. Frank Lampard, and uh, I saw one of his uh, little little um, interviews. Jem, he said um, he said he was laughing away, saying we were excellent, we were excellent. He said, but seriously, Man United were shocking. <laughs> is what he said. <laughs> and he also said that he's done the maths and he's worked out that Everton can still catch Man United. Really? Yeah, that's still on. Oh, yeah, obviously, yeah, it will be. Because it hadn't changed since... Well, what we said needed to happen last week, do you remember? We said Everton need to win all their games and United lose all theirs. Yep. And yep. Everton can finish above them. Well, it's happening. Well, uh, we'll see about that, Dave, because I might as well just wrap up Man United's, uh, well, airtime. They don't deserve much airtime this week. <laughs> but um might as well preview the next game. And mm-hmm. say, you know... Everton have got to win all their games. Well, we've got to stop Man United getting points in this game. I'm feeling I'm I'm feeling pretty confident about this, Dave. Actually, uh, you, you might be surprised after what I've just said, but I I'm feeling really hopeful. Uh, we're at home. Uh, we're up against the Canaries, Dave. So, uh, Dean Dean Smith, Dean our Smith, old friend. Yeah, our old our friend. Old Dean friend. Smith. I'm feeling pretty hopeful. I think we're going to earn ourselves a point. Uh, I think we might be able to scrape a point at home to Norwich uh, and, you know, create another point, get another point away from Everton. You know what I mean? Um, I think Everton have got a tough tough run of games now. So, hopefully, uh, Everton don't do too well. I think it's Chelsea they've got next or or, or Mm. something like that. And um, we'll get a point against Norwich, hopefully, and that'll, you know, create that gap. You're going to need, I'm just looking at it, Jem. You're going to need, Everton can get another 18 points. They can get to 28, 38, 
No, more than that, sorry. 18, 24 points. They can get to 52. So if you get a point, Gem, it'll come down to goal difference. Oh. And Everton are on minus 19, you're on plus 7. But, you know, when you start losing all your games and Everton start winning all their games, that goal difference will get wiped out very, very quickly, Gem. Yep. So watch out. That's what I would say there. Watch out. And also, you say about Norwich, Gem, but they are off, off the back, I think, of a win. They are. They are on a winning run of one game, unbeaten run of two games, uh, and they beat our old friends Burnley. They did, Jim. They, they did. beat our old friends Burnley. Uh, was it one nil? Um, two, two nil, I think. Two two one maybe. Two nil. Two one. Two nil. P- Pookie yeah. got a goal, didn't he? Pookie got a goal late on. Yeah, late on to make to score, make it two. I don't know if Burnley got one back. Potentially, yeah. Two two nil it was, and I think Burnley missed a golden opportunity, didn't they? They did. Um, who was it that missed the opportunity? Uh, oh, someone you're quite familiar with, Dave. Yeah. Maxwell Cornet. Maxwell Cornet. That's what we call him. Cornet, not Cornet. Maxwell Cornet. And I believe um, uh, <laughs> there was a, a McFlurry of activity, wasn't there, from, from McNeil? Who, there was. Not sh- maybe, maybe there was. Anyway, the down, ball down came. The wing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Down the yeah. Wing. And the ball came to Cornet. Um, what else? What else happened here, Jim? Did you notice anything? He, well, he was looking a bit flaky at the back post, wasn't he? And he was. Uh, he, z- he zoomed into the back post, though, didn't he? He zoomed in. He, he zoomed in, uh, and he's a fab player, like we know. But <laughs> he did zoom into the back post, and he, he, he put a, a soft scooped finish. Dave. <laughs> he basically froze, didn't he? He froze. Yeah. He exactly. um, he needed to sort of twister his body round a bit more, but he didn't quite manage it. And I believe you heard Sean Dyche afterwards. Yeah, I mean, you know, they've lost the game and he's just waffling all the way through. So, um... But I do like their centre half pairing. Um, it's Ben and... <laughs> it's, um, it's uh, what's his name, isn't it? James, James Tarkovsky, who's likes to be called Jamie. It sounds, sounds a bit like Jerry, doesn't it? So yeah, it's, exactly. It's Ben and J- Jeremy, J- Jamie. Is at the back there that Cornet's playing with. Uh, that is just awful. Anyway, so that's all the Cornet jokes this week. Uh, back to the script. Uh, yeah, you're right. Burnley did beat Norwich. Uh, sorry, Norwich did beat Burnley. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm getting myself in a twister now, aren't I? And yeah, I mean, we've got to be careful, Dave. So that's, I'm I'm optimistic. I think we could get a point if if we're lucky. Um, but, yeah. but let's 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 see. We should give uh, ourselves a, a Calepo for that. A clap, Calepo. <laughs> anyway, back to back to the future. Um, shall I do my? I think yep. You got a Premier League game to cover, haven't you? I got a Premier League game to cover. So after our heroics against. 12 players in fact you could argue it was 10 against 13 when the yep. uh, when the fan ran on <laughs> yeah uh, after our heroics against 13 players we were back down to earth um, away to Brentford the bees mm. at the community stadium and Jem I have not got a lot to say about this I've watched the highlights <laughs> clearly we are focusing on winning the Europa League and knocking Spurs out of the Champions League place um, because we basically just didn't turn up for this game. Uh, well, we might as well not have turned up the way we played. 
Uh, Ivan Tony, or maybe we should call him Ivor Tony. Uh, and Tony, hey Tony. Anyway, Ivan Tony scored and set one up, I think. Yep. Um, actually looked like a pretty decent player, Gem, Ivan mm. Tony. And uh, West Ham went and lost 2 0. So, pretty, pretty mild performance from us. Um, and, uh, you know, that's like I say, we've now lost the ability to win the treble. So, the double is still on, though. Yep. That was a blow, a blow to our treble seeking season. Yep. And, um, you know, we move on, Jim. We move on to the next game. We move on to the next game, which I'll just preview quickly. Leon, second leg in the Stadi- Stadium Olympique in Leon. Yep. Holds 60,000. And uh, they sell lemon tarts in the stadium. They sell lemon tarts. <laughs> Fantastic. And uh, it's going to be one hell of a game, Jim. So strap yourself in for that on Thursday night. Yep. Both teams need the win. So both teams are going to come out. Um, all guns blazing. So looking forward to that, Jim. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I just just want to pick up on a couple of things from the Brentford game day. Mm, mm. You know, you say Tony is a great player. He he's looking like a really good player. He's ex Chelsea. Uh, he's been he's in he's been in the football leagues for a couple of years. And mm. He was at Peterborough, I think, and now he's at Brentford, and he's, he's he's done amazingly. Top goal scorer last season as well in the Championship. And he could have been another Mitrovic, but he's not. He's better than that. <laughs> Uh, and I've got to say, his strike partner, Brian Embromo as well. Great player. Love yeah. him. Real low centre of gravity. Um, and, and you've got to say, Dave, although they didn't score against Chelsea in the 4-1 win, they were picked out as the two best players on the pitch. So yeah. it just shows their work rate and you know that sort of thing. But I, I just want to say, actually, um, just before we came on air, Dave, um, mm-hmm. I've been talking about Man United's struggles. I saw an article uh, talking about Man United's Potentially looking at Ivan Tony or Ivor Tony as a as a new striker. Um, so, I, I, did you see enough in this game to think you know put him at a club like Man United? Uh, well, next season we're probably going to be a mid-table team. So, no, I say, no, no. I didn't. I didn't see enough, Jem, because he wasn't useless enough. He wasn't <laughs> bad enough to play for United. He was far. He was far better than that. So, yeah, I, I saw too much, Jem. If anything. I saw too much. He's far too good for you guys. So no, I don't think. I don't think he will go there. I don't think he will choose to go there. No. Okay. Why would he? Why would he go to a mid-table team? Well, you know, I've got no answer. <laughs> well, when you get Ten Hag in and he starts to turn the fortunes of the team around by playing the youth team and getting rid, well, you're going to get the owner of PNO Ferries in, aren't you? Who's going to basically sack everybody. Yeah. And then recruit some youngsters on um, cheap wages. Yep. Then maybe Tony could fit in there. Uh, uh, then he he could be he could be worth. He might then decide to come and lead the line. Well, you know, he could look at Seb Haller, Dave. He could. See what what what's, what happens to a striker when Eric Ten Hag gets hold of him? Mm. And he could turn him into the most prolific striker in Europe. So, you know that 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 could be in the back of his mind. Maybe, but maybe Brentford will finish above us next season. <laughs> so, I think that is uh, highly likely the way you're going. So that's uh, yeah, that's the Brentford game. Um, oh, oh, actually, sorry, I did have one more point as well oh, yeah. in this game. Um, I noticed that you're, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to make a joke about this, but I'm hoping he's going to be back for Thursday for your big mm-hmm. game. Oh, Zuma, Zuma got subbed off early, Dave. 
Twisted say, his was, ankle. Yeah, yeah. yeah tr- twisted his ankle. He was holding his thigh when he went down and uh, decided to uh, tell everyone that he's hurt his ankle after the game. <laughs> but um, I've got to say, deserved. I hope he was really hurt. <laughs> oh, God. And I'll tell you what, the Brentford fans, I enjoyed this, Dave. They were chanting as he was walking off. That's how your cat feels. That's how your cat feels. So, <laughs> out big of fan order, of that, Jim. Big, out of big, order. Big fan of that. I think so, Zuma Zuma's soft enough, Jim. Uh, he is. You know, he's made. He, he was fined what two weeks' wages, which, as we remember, then got all the other West Ham players up in arms because they haven't worked out how much he was on, as fat as listeners to this podcast may remember. Um, and he's given those to, I think, three or four animal welfare charities, Jem. He's, he's paid his dues. Um, mm. I haven't heard about what's happened to his cat because it was taken away from him. I don't know if he got it back. But uh, come on, you know, the joke's gone too far, Jem. It's enough, enough's enough. Uh, we want Zuma back. We need Zuma back for that game. Uh, let's hope he's not too badly injured. Yep, let's let's hope not. Uh, <laughs> Sadly, <sounded> really <laughs> sincere. Okay, um, so guess, that's that game. Yeah, that's gone. No, I, I guess I guess it's um, second teams we're on. Yeah. Now you right? had a you had a storming game, didn't you? To 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 uh, pay attention to Gem, you had uh, two teams. Two um, what perhaps. It was described as like the most massive game in football, but perhaps uh, certainly the most massive game in the English Premier League this season. Mm. Um, and just to sort of set the scene, Gem, this game, you've got a one-time Premier League winner, winner versus a zero-times Champions League winner. That's how big this was, Gem. <laughs> uh, so you've got City versus Liverpool, zero-times yep. Champions League versus one-time Premier League. Uh, how did it go? Well, I'm glad you said that up because that sets me up for a little point that I've got. But um, yeah, it, you know, hugely anticipated game. It's it's a good title race. It's between them two. It has been for the last few years, but you know, like you said, weak managers, weak clubs, um, and it was it was like a basketball game, Dave. It was end to end. Ended up being a draw, two two. Mm-hmm. Some nice goals, uh, but I think the main talking point about this for me. Was you know we we you know we build it we build it up like it was this massive game the best two managers ever could this be the the greatest rivalry of all time? Uh, we saw Pep and Klopp hugging at the end, Dave. <laughs> we did, and I think if we just look back at all them rivalries that we had, Wenger and Mourinho, Fergie and Mourinho, yeah, you know. They were fighting on the touchline. Mancini and Fergie, they were even fighting on the touchline. So, none of this hugging nonsense, Dave. <laughs> um, it's, it's too nice, the game now. And that is why Man United have, have, have gone so far backwards, because they're too soft. But, I mean, I, 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 I couldn't see that, Dave. I couldn't see them hugging each other. It's just, just what, what, what's happening? What's happening to football now? I agree, Jen. But I've got to say, I did notice that the pep hug, the pep part of the hug was quite aggressive, wasn't it? It was quite aggressive, yeah. He, he sort of thumped Klopp's hand, which was quite interesting to see. Uh, yeah, I agree, Jen. Too too friendly. Too friendly. We need we need them to hate each other, really. 
I mean, uh, even De Bruyne and Van Dijk. You know, that Van Dijk fouls him as he's going one on one. Yeah. Uh, and De Bruyne shakes his hand when he gets up. <laughs> I would have been up in his face, screaming and shouting at him. I wanted my teammates all around me shouting at him as well. Uh, uh, yeah. Dear. Not, not good yeah. That is not a rivalry, Dave. That it's is not, not a rivalry. It's not Vieira versus Keane, is it? It's <laughs> not It's not Wenger getting sent to the stands. No. Is it? And Sam just standing with the fans. It's not. None of that's occurring. No. It's, all, it's all too nice. So... I agree, Jim. And actually, I suppose that was probably the best result we could have hoped for, or the least worst result we could have hoped for. 2 2. Yep. Title race isn't decided. Um, you don't have to pretend to support Man City. Um, and uh, yeah, to all gets us out of that hole, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I'm glad enough to support, well, support them again. But uh, it's funny you should say that because as you said that, I. Uh... I just realised who I'm supporting next, or in two games' time anyway. Uh, so Liverpool, Liverpool will be playing Benfica at a field in Liverpool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in the second leg of the Champions League, I think you know, I think it's pretty much done, isn't it? But we've got yeah, a bit of on. hope for Darwin. Come on, Benfica, come on. <laughs> uh, well, you know, Darwin Nunes. Yeah. Talk of him going to the Premier League in the summer, so um, yeah, potentially do something there. Yeah, your new crush. My new crush, even if he does go to West Ham, I guess I'll <laughs> still be supporting him. Um, and then after that, Dave, mm. we're previewing the weekend game as well. Mm. There should be Premier League games, but we've also got the semi-finals of the FA Cup. Oh, the semi-finals of the FA Cup, yeah. Uh, I'm sure you'll have something to say on um, the stadium about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be Liverpool... Against Man City again, Dave. Oh, no. so we've got to do it all over again. And this time it can't be a draw. It can't be a draw. So, no more hugging this time. I hope someone wins. And then that's when we'll see one of the managers lose their head. <laughs> you know, the draw, you know, they, they, can, they can say, they can hug it out and all this. But if one of them wins and starts celebrating, that's when it's going to start winding the other one up. So, yeah. Um, hopefully it's going to be you know what I don't care who wins the FA Cup it's a fake tin pot trophy anyway um, no one wants to win that it's not not an achievement to win that anyway so don't care let's just hopefully watch everyone fight and uh, let's just let's just see everyone get kicked up in the air as well let's see let's 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 hope for a scrap Dave heavyweight scrap I think that that is a good outcome for this game. If the managers get into a fight with each other and both get suspensions for the rest of the season and there's about five sendings off, maybe, you know, four sendings off per team mm. and the game has to be uh, cancelled. Yep. And then we can do, that's probably, we can do some kind of count back to get Chesterfield in, even though they're on the other, on the other side of that draw um, from way back in the third round. There's certainly a, a team would maybe West Ham would would then be promoted to the cup final. I don't know. Well, maybe the treble would be back on. Yeah. Well. 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 Uh, unfortunately, not because, um, like you just said, there it is Chesterfield in the other semi-final day. Mm, it uh, is. They're playing against a team that um, you know you, you what you were praising actually in the recent episode. I don't know if you remember that day. Um, do you remember? I, I think I think uh, a friend of ours, Ian, supports this team. And, and supports the manager you were praising him recently well I've had to have second thoughts about this Jim because uh, A I don't really remember doing that but B even if I did um, 
Ian has told me not to bring bad karma to um, his team by praising them too much. He feels I'm going to jinx it. Now, luckily for Ian, uh, Palace were away to Leicester, who we know are shambles of a team and bottle jobs of the Premier League, Jim. Palace uh, went 2-0 down, got back to 2-1. This had all the hallmarks of a 2-all. But they couldn't make it, Jim, and Leicester hang on to hung on to win 2-1. And, mm. you know, any manager that's going to Leicester, that's going to take their team to Leicester and can't beat Leicester this season, is a shambles of a manager, Jim. And I've been saying this for a long time. Vieira, he's a fraud. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's just a name. He's just a big celebrity name that's in there. Um, and he is a terrible Premier League manager. And the sooner he goes, the better. I'm surprised he hasn't gone already. I suspect when they get thrashed by uh, Chelsea in this ne- next game. Chesterfield. Chesterfield. Chelsea field in this next game. Um, he will be told to go. And uh, I think that's what's going to happen, Jem. I think, you know, we're following our road to Wembley means we are following the che- the the winners of the Chesterfield game. So we're following Chelsea field. Um, and I hope they, uh, well, I think they will. Um, take Vieira's Palace absolutely apart. Um, did you see they won't allow um, Conor Gallagher to play? That doesn't surprise me because he's mm. probably been the best midfielder out of both teams this season. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that probably makes sense, doesn't it? So now going back to the other semi final, Gem, I made a serious point last week and um, about the fans having to travel down to London for this game when there's no trains and the motorways are blocked with roadworks. Yeah, I remember that point well. It confused me. <laughs> it wasn't... It was out of character. It was out of character, making a serious point. And I think people may have been waiting for the punchline, which, frankly, I hadn't thought about or developed. But, you know, some listeners have written in. Uh, let's see who's written in. Dave from Sidcup has written in with some ideas. He said, um, I've been thinking about... Um, uh, possible venues for this game. In fact, it's prompted me to think about this in some detail. And I've been doing some research, Jem, on possible venues for this game to save the fans travelling down to London. Yeah. So I just want to share that with you. I mean, one would be maybe go to the Aviva Stadium in Dublin. I think that might be easier to get to than London. Just catch the ferry across. Um, I would have said maybe all fly up to the New Camp because that might just be easier. Catch a, catch a plane from Manchester Airport over to the New Camp. That might be easier than getting to London. But then I thought about your experience with Manchester Airport, Jim. Jim mm. and, and I suspect you're going to disagree with that and say, don't go to Manchester Airport. Well, no, if it's going to cause stress for Liverpool and Man City fans, then yes, send them there. Send them in their thousands. <laughs> uh, give them the worst experience they can have. So, no, I think that's a great idea, Dave. Great idea. Um, they could relocate to Everton's new stadium which is currently a building site. Um, and that might be playing like a playing on something that's like a ploughed field in Liverpool field in Liverpool. Don't know what you think about that, Jim. <laughs> Eventually got that out. But um, now here's my serious research. Those, that's all a bit frivolous, Jim. Now I'll get on to the serious stuff. No, that was pretty I, serious for me. I, I like that. I've looked at where is halfway between Liverpool and Everton on the M62 or just off the M62. There's a place called Winwick. Is that how you pronounce it? Winwick? Winwick? <laughs> Not heard of it, but okay. On the M62. There's a B&Q there. 
okay. so they could play they could play in the garden center but i think that's <laughs> unrealistic so warrington is just south of winnick or winwick okay. yeah uh, someone's going to contact us and say it's winnick you idiot not winwick <laughs> but anyway um <laughs> anyway there's a there's a place just south of uh winnick called or winwick called warrington yep now no warrington done my research gem they've got three stadiums Okay. Three possibilities. Number one, the Halliwell Jones Stadium. Okay. Now, what a great name for stadium, Halliwell Jones. And that made me wonder: Have Jer- Jerry Halliwell and Phil Jones are they a celebrity couple? Is it named after them? Potentially, that's what why has been missing all these years, Jones. <laughs> so the Halliwell Jones Stadium is where the Warrington Wolves play. Mm. I'm not sure if that's another. Uh, NFL Premier League team that's coming in the Warrington Wolves but um, that's a possibility Jim. then there's Victoria Park Stadium which okay. is where the Warrington Wolves women's team plays okay so that might be a possibility but I found this one Jim. the ASICS Stadium the ASICS Stadium ASICS. as in the shoes ASICS okay, yeah. as in the shoes ASICS ASICS the Athletics the, the ASICS Athletics Stadium um, and I thought that was probably the best solution. And then I thought, actually, who would ever play football in an athletic stadium? What an absolutely ridiculous idea. <laughs> no one, you know, playing football in athletic stadiums is ridiculous, isn't it? You're so far away from the pitch. I know, like, Roma do it, don't they? Uh, playing the Olympics, the Stadio Olimpico. Yeah, so, it's usually teams that, you know, are trying to be big time, but they're not quite that. That, that successful team, are exactly. they? It's teams like that, isn't it? It's teams like that, Jim. Think, think they're big time Charlies by moving into athletic stadiums. They normally get them on the cheap, don't they? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so after some, you know, event that's taken place at where the stadium was built, and then they go, "Oh, we'll use that. It won't be good for football. Well, we don't care. It's free. You know, the, the, the government are paying for it. It's government money, so we'll take that. It's like some cheapskate teams. So I don't think that will work, Jim, for those reasons. <laughs> Uh, but um, those are my three options for the Man U, sorry, Man City and Liverpool fans. But I think now you've mentioned it, probably shipping them all into Manchester Airport is probably the best one. Yeah. I mean, if we want to give them a dreadful experience, send them to Manchester Airport, Dave. Okay, so that's my, that is my analysis of where they could play the FA Cup semi-final. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, you know, they could also, um, if they wanted to, I may allow this. I play tonight, actually, Dave. Uh, mm-hmm. I play to Queen's Park. I think I've mentioned it before. Mm. But, um, you know, they only allow gods of football onto that pitch. And, you know, Man City and Liverpool would have to step up their game if they wanted to play on a pitch that I play on, Dave. Uh <laughs> You know, sharing the same field as me and my uh, my team. It's a tough ask, but we may allow mm. it if they if they want to pay big time. If they want to pay, if Pep and Klopp want to pay up, then um, we'll allow them to come and play their silky football on on Queens Park 4G AstroTurf. But yeah, on the hallowed AstroTurf. Yep. Okay. Well, that's another possibility. Uh, on to other games, Jim. We've got some league games to preview. You've done the battle. Uh, between you and Norwich, mm. the battle of the, me- the battle of mediocrity yep. between you and Norwich. Um, yep. We've also got um, West Ham home to Maxwell Cornets Burnley. 
<laughs> okay. Uh, we'll see if we can lick them, Jem. <laughs> I used that one last week. Uh, well, it doesn't matter because I don't. I don't think you're going to slip up against them. So, I, you know, I tried something there. I don't know if it worked. Maybe it sounds better after we stop recording. <laughs> <laughs> so Maxwell Cornets Burnley. Um, we might have to put that game on ice, Jem. I don't know why, but I just thought I'd say that. Uh, and. Um, I'm predicting, what am I predicting? Burnley need the points, West Ham off the back. I mean, this is an obvious, this is an obvious defeat to West Ham. I don't even need to set this one up, Jem. I mean, the reality is we're off going to be coming off the back of a trip to Lyon where we're going to be giving it everything. Mm. Uh, and I didn't predict the Lyon game, did I? Um, no, I'm, not going, I'm not going to, Jem. No, come on, you know, you're sounding confident before. It's, it's coming home, so you're obviously predicting a win. <sighs> Penalties, Jem. Penalties. Oh, I don't think I can even take penalties. I can't, I can't watch West Ham take penalties. Not if they're going to bring Noble on for them. So I was going to say, it's going to penalties, and I'm not going to predict the result, but I am going to predict that Noble takes the final penalty. Oh, God. I mean, right. uh, okay, yeah. Uh, yes, let's that hope could, that happens. That could go either way, couldn't it? <laughs> so, penalties. We'll write that down. Penalties for the Leon game. Mm. And then for the Burnley game, I think there will be penalties in this game, but I think we're going to lose two or three nil with a couple of penalties, probably scored by Cornet. Uh, he'll be blowing his own trumpet after the game. So that's like a musical joke I got in there, <laughs> rather than rather than an ice cream one. So um, penalties, Leon game, and. What did I say? 3-0 to Burnley? Yeah, 2-3-0. Two 2-3-0 or three nil. Two or three nil to Burnley with penalties involved. Yeah. Uh, that's that one. Easy. Easy, this prediction lark, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah. You're predicting a draw. I predict a draw. And then my second team, Brighton. Brighton. Uh. So, our good friend, uh, Graham Harry Potter, worked his magic, didn't he, against Arteta. Arteta's idiots, Arteta, the idiot Arteta and his idiots. Yep. Great result. Loved that. Loved that. There was no, no shushing from Mope. I don't think Mope was on, but no. actually really good performance from Brighton. Some great goals. Mm. And um, they're away to Spurs. So I'm, I am going to be supporting Brighton. I'm a seagull. Yep. I uh, love the seagulls, Jim. And we're away to Spurs and we are really looking forward to this game. And having, you know, had some success in North London, very, very confident. Spurs aren't on a decent run at all, are they? Not scoring goals these no. these days. So I think Brighton could Brighton could win this about let's say five one to Brighton. <laughs> I mean, with with the magic of Potter in charge, yeah, um, anything can happen, Dave. We've seen it. We've seen it before. We've seen yeah. you know. Um, and let's hope you're not going to be feeling like seaweed. Let's hope you are a proud seagull after the game, because. You know, that had brightened up our weekend, just like <laughs> they brightened up our weekend uh, with the result against Arsenal. So. It did. Oh, sorry, Jim. I just, yeah, should let you get that joke in earlier. Um, it's okay. I'll um, tell you what, Jim. Sorry, just were you, was there something else you wanted to mention about that? No, I, 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 just, I was going to say there was no joke there. I don't know what you're talking about. But, um. <laughs> well, um, you know, in this battle for Conference League that uh, you're in, yep. and Europa League stroke Conference League that we're in, it was good to see Newcastle beat Wolves 1-0, wasn't it? Um, it was very the other good. Day. 
And I don't know how they did it, but it was a good victory, I just thought. Very good diving from Chris Wood. He yeah. initiated the contact with the goalkeeper. He did. If the goalkeeper's going to come out and, you know, try and take you down or try yeah. and get the ball, you you use that. And clever from Chris Wood. It really was. I wonder how Wolves are feeling about that. But <laughs> it was uh, it was clever and good to see Newcastle win. How they must have loved that up on Tyneside. Okay, so that time... I was, I was doing something, Dave, there. So I think, did I miss it three times on purpose there? You missed it three times on purpose. Three times, okay, yeah. I want to see how many times you get it in again for that effect. So I'm going to listen back now. I'm going to do my analysis. I'm going to listen back and I'm going to think, right, why did I miss it the first time? Why did I miss it the second time? And why was it the third time that finally clocked on? So I've been done again. Uh, even, even when Dave sent me a message the other day, people, on WhatsApp, I still missed it, even though he's written Eddie Howe out in front of me. So, need to, I need to switch on. My head is a twister, like we've been talking about. Thanks, Maxwell Corner. You've, you've messed up my head, so. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Sorry. I think we're just doing this for our own amusement, aren't we? I don't know if anyone's enjoying this. <laughs> right. Well, I know we're doing it for our own, our own enjoyment. That's the only reason we do it. So that's it, Jem, I think. Have we covered everything? Yeah, and, I think we have. And more. Yeah, I think we've gone quite far into this. But just a couple of points, just quickly. Just like my uh, little news feed, just to finish off, Dave. Mm-hmm. Um, saw a headline. I think it's appropriate for now. Headline just before the internationals. It was, can anyone stop Arsenal getting top four? The answer is yes, Arsenal can. Uh, <laughs> Brilliant. And second <laughs> little news flash. Yeah. Uh, saw this and I thought this was brilliant. I think you'll enjoy this. Uh, I, you know, I have actually been saying that Gerard is doing a bad job at Villa and he brings in Coutinho and everyone thinks that he's fantastic. Well, actually, here's a fun stat for you. Lampard has a higher win percentage at Everton than Gerard has win percentage at Aston Villa. So take that in. Think of it what you will um, and enjoy the upcoming games, I'd say. That's, uh, that's all I've got to say, Dave. That's an incredible stat. Is that right? That's incredible. But we always said it's the battle of those two. Can, can they both be, manage, be managers in the Premier League? That's the question. That's the exactly. question we're asking ourselves. There's, no, there's not room enough for two of them in mid-table. <laughs> and, um, Very good. Very good. The other thing I noticed, Jem, just a little... Just a little quirk, just a little statistic. There's this great race, isn't there, to take over, to overtake, to become England's top goal scorer, mm. isn't there? This great yes. race. Like Rooney's on 53. Yep. And um, he could be overtaken, couldn't he? Could be overtaken yeah. very soon by Ellen White. <laughs> She's on 50, Jem. All this talk of this sort of Harry Kane fella. Oh, you know, he scores goals, blah, blah, blah. Clever player, blah, blah, blah. Ellen White, Gem. She's on 50 goals for England. She's still playing. There's a chance for her to overtake um, Wayne Rooney and become the leading goal scorer uh, for England. Uh, uh, how many did she score in the 10 0 win the other day? Uh, you're putting me on the spot now, Gem. I haven't got that stat to hand. Uh, yes, that's OK. I just wanted to uh, emphasize they won 10 <laughs> 0. Good team. Yep. Good competition, anyway. 
so anyway, no, we we you know we need to uh, we need to remember that uh, Ellen White is actually England's top top current scorer. Wow. So that's something. That's something, isn't it? And Derby watch, Gem. I haven't looked at Derby. Any ideas? What lost. Doing? Lost to Swansea. Oh. Uh, Reading also oh. lost, but oh. it looks like the dream could be over. But it's still possible, Dave. We'll, we'll mm. have to, we'll have we'll to keep, just keep watching it. Keep watching it. Yeah, and you know, just just on the England top goal scorer, that you know, he needs to stop flying out to Augusta, watching the golf, uh, and focus on his uh, on his career because. That was a big shock when I had the Masters on the other day. And who turns up on the TV? Stood next to the golf course, Mr. Harry Kane. He's had a couple of days off. So, yeah. Hopefully that'll teach him a lesson. It's not doing him any, him any good, is it, in his performances? Nope. So, yeah, absolutely. He needs to be, he needs to be more professional like Ellen White and uh, focus on his football. Good. Very yep. good, Jim. I think, uh, I think I'm all, all done, Dave. Um so I guess we well we uh, we apologise for this long episode. We hope you got to sleep half an hour ago. <laughs> and um, yeah, we should be whispering now. Yeah, uh, sleep. Yeah, good night. Sleep well, everyone. Good night. <laughs>